strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm Barry Markson in for Broomhead. Thanks for joining us. Coming up uh, just in the next segment here, right after 1115, Congressman Ruben Gallego is going to join us. He's going to comment on the Kerry Lake interview this week and also uh, the new polls out showing him leading the Senate race in Arizona by uh, by large margins. So uh, Congressman Ruben Gallego with us live here on KTR in just a few minutes. Stay tuned for that. Uh, we had Kerry Lake on on Monday. Uh, Bruce St. James and I interviewed her on uh, Outspoken and um and she, she's, we made news on, on many, many different things, uh, including abortion, where Carrie Lake now no longer says, uh, she says she's no longer, uh, anti-abortion. She no longer wants a full ban on abortion. She's fine with a 15 week ban. She's fine with whatever the people of Arizona say, even if that is a, a 20 or 22 week, uh, allowance, uh, for abortion. So, uh, very, very interesting. Uh, she's fine with whatever the people vote for in November, which will likely have exceptions for rape and incest, things that Carrie Lake never supported before. For. So many, many changes. And I think we're seeing now why Carrie Lake is changing so much on that. And, and her comments about Senator John McCain and his family and his supporters. You'll remember uh, just before the election in 2022, Carrie Lake uh, told all of the uh, are there any McCain uh, supporters, McCain Republicans in here? In here? And she said, uh, get the heck out, uh, get the heck out. And uh, she said many, many other really ne- negative, terrible things about John McCain and frankly attacked even Cindy McCain in her book a few months ago. I mean, it's, it's really, it's really kind of amazing. So, uh, we did have Carrie Lake on and, uh, and, and she, she talked about trying to, uh, what she said, trying to, to, uh, be a uniter. She wants, she's changing now. So she's no longer this fighter and fighting against other Republicans. She wants to bring people in because now she's seeing what happens. If she doesn't bring them in, uh, they're going to vote for somebody else. Have any of the folks that you've met with, the Karen Taylor Robesons and the Ducey's, have any of them said they're going to support you in this campaign after you met with them? Yes. Absolutely, okay. I've had Who? I've, I've had Who I've are... had me- well. I'm not I'm not going to tell you every meeting I've had. No, no, I, not I like the meetings. Tell, just tell me a couple of folks who used to be on the other side and now they're with you. I, I, I have. I will tell you. I have many. And as a matter of fact, I have a meeting tomorrow with somebody who was not in my camp. So she she said she's meeting with people, but she wouldn't tell us anybody who's actually switched over. And, and she has met with people. That's true. But Carrie Lake hasn't persuaded, as far as we know publicly, any any folks who previously were not supporters to be Republicans to be supporters. Um, and, but also, we we talked about. Uh, we talked about those specific comments about John McCain and what Carrie Lake said. Uh, well, here's what she told us here on KTR just a, a couple days ago. John McCain may be dead, but he is reaching. Well, I'm sorry. This is actually Carrie Lake before uh, Monday. This was her in the election for governor uh, where she talked about John McCain several times. Up from the grave trying to keep power in Arizona. And it was never about power that helped the people of Arizona. It was never about that. It was about maintaining his power, incredible power and the entire U.S. world power, and he had complete power over Arizona. Rarely did he do anything good for the people, and the people are aware of that. So that's that's how she described, that's how Kerry Lake described John McCain and his service as senator and, and to the people of Arizona. And Megan McCain was on Outspoken yesterday with Bruce and Gatos uh, commenting on that, and it, it's uh, it, it, what the reason she was there is because Kerry Lake, during our interview, uh, said that what she said about John McCain was, was just a joke, that she was joking. That's literally what she said that it was just a joke and she said that if John McCain was alive today he would be laughing he would he would get the joke and they asked Megan McCain about this yesterday um 
and uh, she disagreed. I mean, I think we all know the answer to that, and I think it's really kind of fascinating that this whole thing is blowing up as much as it is. It's getting, like, international attention, like The Guardian is writing about all of this, and, you know, I think... I I just my entire take on this situation is just that the internal polling for Carrie Lake's campaign must be just staggeringly awful and scary to them. And, and it turns out Megan McCain was was spot on. <laughs> and I I had been hearing that since we interviewed her on Monday uh, that Carrie Lake's poll numbers were bottoming. I mean, they're bottoming out. They're just really really bad. And that's why Carrie Lake is now suddenly saying she was only joking about what she said about John McCain. And, uh, saying that she's not anti-abortion anymore. She's open to being uh, practically pro-choice. I mean, what she described is, is pro-choice um, and that she's uh, that, that she's trying to be a uniter within the Republican Party. All things she was not doing or was and was not saying even just a few weeks ago. So it's it's kind of stunning. And now the polls are out today uh, and we've we've had the uh, 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 Mike Noble from Noble Predictive Insights, which is one of the pollsters that came out today, was on this morning uh, with Arizona's Morning News. And, and he said that it's ugly <laughs> what's what's going on there uh that that uh <laughs> that that if you go carry like against Ruben Gallego head to head uh Gallego wins by 10 points i mean that is just a, a huge drubbing i mean it would just be incredible if that's if that's the case and it's not just this one poll uh there's another poll out today from Emerson uh, College another great pollster and that one shows in a head to head matchup carry lake losing to uh Ruben Gallego by 7 points and it's uh that that's pretty interesting and and that's obviously what Carrie Lake was saying and that's what what she's uh that's what I think created this this issue. Megan McCain yesterday on outspoken though um <laughs> she's she she was she did she let it all fly about Carrie Lake and her thoughts about Carrie Lake after she's been attacking John McCain and her family uh, for two years. I still think that she and her team are dumb, but they're not dumb enough not to know that they need to make things right with my family if she wants to become a senator. She has trashed my dad and me and my mother and my brother. I mean, numerous times she has called him a loser. Said Arizona create a lot of losers. Yep. She made a stabbing motion and said that we have finally gotten rid of like the McCain arm of the Republican Party. She told McCain Republicans to, quote, get the hell out. And yep. then you know what they did? They, they did. got the hell out and they didn't vote for her. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. And apparently that's still the case. The McCain Republicans, uh, according to this last poll, this, this recent poll released today, uh, they're not voting for Carrie Lake. Uh, we learned that this morning from Mike Noble uh, on Arizona's Morning News that the that the moderate Republicans, the independents, uh, this is where they're going. Lake versus Gallego. Lake is down 10 to Democrat uh, Ruben Gallego, even though the state generically leans towards Republicans. And there's a chunk of moderate Republicans who would pick Gallego over Lake in a two-way matchup. Cinema over both of them in a three-way race and a bland generic Republican over anyone, if the GOP would nominate one. Yeah, so it's it, it's interesting that... Uh, <laughs> Gallego does better against Lake than he does against a generic Republican, uh, which I guess shouldn't be surprising. Carrie Lake's not liked here. I, I mean, I don't know how else to tell you this. She's not liked by moderate Republicans, McCain Republicans. She's not liked by independents. Um, it's a struggle for her. And I think she's recognizing that. And that's why Carrie Lake's trying to change who she is. But I don't you know. I, is she really changing who she is? No, she's changing what she says.
And the question is, do we are the voters going to believe this? Are we believing this the new act uh, or do voters say, yeah, we're not we're not buying it, uh, you know, too little, too late uh, sort of a thing. And uh, the unfortunate thing is uh, for Carrie Lake is if she had done this uh, in the, gu- the gubernatorial campaign, if she had just not been this MAGA attack dog the entire time and, and just moderated herself, done what politicians have done uh, for years as, you know, you go right in the, for conservatives, you go right in the primary and then go back to the middle a little bit in the, in the general. If she had done that, she'd probably be Arizona's governor right now. Uh, but she couldn't take, she couldn't find her way to do that to her, for herself and instead attacked McCain and told McCain Republicans to get out. And now she's losing. Um, and Megan McCain, uh, just has no interest in it. Uh, it, it. Amazingly, and this is the part I, I really don't understand from Carrie, is she could have and should have come out and just apologized and said, you know, I was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. I apologize. And if she had done that, I think, I think the response would have been significantly different. But she didn't do it. And I don't know that she thinks she can. I think she thinks if she apologizes, uh, she looks weak in MAGA world. She looks weak to Trump. And I don't think she thinks she can do that. Or maybe she just doesn't want to herself. But it's going to end up costing her, I think. All right, coming up next, quick update. Jeff Munn in the KTR News Center. And then uh, Congressman Ruben Gallego joins us live here on KTR to respond to Carrie Lake's interview and also talk about the recent polling for the Senate race. Stay with us. It's KTAR. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Mike Broomhead Show. I'm Barry Markson filling in. Thanks for being here. Joining us right now, very excited to have him, Congressman Ruben Gallego. And, uh, Congressman, thanks for joining us on KTAR. Yeah, not a problem. You can call me Ruben. Okay, Ruben, thank you. And I know you're, you're running for U.S. Senate, and we've had a kind of a big week this week here on KTR with an interview of, of your opponent, uh, Carrie Lake, earlier in the week. And, and now, of course, some polls just coming out. So let me, let me start with the polls. Um, you have to be kind of pleased with this. Uh, the Noble Insight poll showing you uh, head-to-head with Carrie Lake at, with a 10-point lead and an Emerson College poll showing you with a 7-point lead head-to-head. Uh, is that what you're finding in the internal polls and, and what you're hearing outside? <laughs> Yeah, look, you know, you never want to reject good news, and we do have some polling that shows us in good positions, but it also means that we still have to go and earn every vote, and that's what this campaign's doing. I mean, we are going to the red parts of the state, the blue parts of the state, parts of the state that's never even met, met a Democrat, um, you know, parts of the state that have been forgotten just because, you know, politicians are too focused just on Maricopa County, and uh, because of that work, I think it's, it's showing that we are uh, moving in the direction to win this election. Congressman Ruben Gallego joins us here on KTR. It, it seems like that's playing out in the polls a little bit. Uh, they're saying that you're actually attracting a, a good number, of, a majority of independents and, and even uh, quite a few moderate Republicans, uh, as opposed to Kerry Lake. Uh, what, what kind of a reaction are you finding when you're going to these other parts of the state, as you said, have never <laughs> met a Democrat before and uh, when you're speaking with these uh, Republican voters? Well, I mean, a lot of times they're just happy that someone's out there willing to talk. And, and a lot of these conversations, they don't, I don't actually end up getting support, but at least we're making the effort. And I think they appreciate that. But we also are talking about solutions. For example, the border bill, right? This is something that uh, a lot of us had worked on uh, for quite a while. We recognize that the border is chaos right now. The asylum seekers that are surging to the border are causing problems uh, for our border trade, for small communities down there. I've been working all year trying to get them money to make sure they, they're compensated for all the work they're doing. And and we compromised with uh, our fellow Republicans to get uh, a bill that, that was going to 
bring a solution. And Carrie Lake didn't even look at the bill and automatically rejected it. That's the kind of thing that Arizonans don't want. They want solutions. They don't want the border to be politicized just so people can, can score points. And I think things of that nature, water, uh, economic development, uh, bringing the cost of housing down, those are the things that people want you to work on and not just, you know, political sniping uh, that I think she engages in. Do you see yourself, if you win this race and you're in the Senate, do you see yourself as someone that will work with uh, Republicans and Democrats uh, to try to govern, to try to actually get things done in the Senate? Everything just seems to be uh, at such a standstill in the House. I know they're calling the the House Republicans the the do-nothing Congress this year. Uh, In the Senate, do you see yourself working with others? You just have to. Uh, number one, Arizona, you know, is a moderate state that demands that their uh, members work together. And I've been very lucky to be able to do that. I've been on the Armed Services Committee now for 10 years uh, as a Marine, as an Iraq War veteran. Uh, I've learned to work across the aisle with my other fellow veterans uh, and Republicans to make sure that we pass a bill that keeps our, uh, you know, troops uh, well equipped, something that unfortunately I did not have, uh, that are well paid, uh, and more importantly, that we protect our bases here uh, in Arizona and also prepare for future threats, whether it's China, Russia, uh, and other uh, countries. The, um, that's the same thing that's going to happen in the Senate. And as a matter of fact, even this year, I passed a bipartisan bill uh, that I authored that brought more protection to Native American children from child abuse, and it passed unanimously out of the House uh, with Republican support, uh, majority Republican support. That's the kind of stuff that you can do uh, in the House and stuff you can do in the Senate. It does take work. Uh, sometimes you have to agree to disagree and, and go to your corners, but never be uh, afraid to, to approach them again. Congressman Ruben Gallego joining us on KTR. Um, well, you should call you Ruben. I will. Ruben, is in the interview we had with Carrie Lake uh, this week, I asked her three times if she could uh, tell us how the election was stolen from her and, and who did it. And she finally acknowledged that she doesn't know. Uh, I, I think that was pretty, pretty definitive. But she also she also said uh, that the comment she made about John McCain and his supporters, people who didn't vote for her last time when she told them to, to get the heck out. Uh, she said that it was just a joke. And it's I, I think we've established pretty conclusively that it wasn't a joke, that she said it repeatedly and in different venues. And even that day um, and Megan McCain was on right now and she wasn't pleased with it. Uh, What are your thoughts on John McCain and and his service uh, to Arizona and to the country? Well, I mean, first, you know, as a veteran to another veteran, I, entirely a lot of respect. And, and John McCain actually used to make fun of me a lot uh, when I first got into Congress. He loved poking Marines. Uh, he used to uh, say that he was going to say things slowly to me since we had problems understanding and reading. Um, and look, that's the kind of guy he was. He was a, a funny guy. Um, I disagreed with him with, on a lot of policy, to be honest. But overall, there was deep respect there. Um, but also, it's just deeply disrespectful to the voters of Arizona. The way that uh, Carrie Lake has been acting, the man is is dead. Like allow him to to you know sleep uh, and, and allow his family to remember him in a manner uh, that he that he is worthy of. Uh, and uh, the fact that she's trying to lie now, um, I think, is even more uh, insulting. Uh, and again, where does this lead for Arizona? Uh, you know, Arizona's need solutions, not these type of political games that she's playing. And I don't think it's going to work with um, when it comes to voters and, and time to vote. Congressman Ruben Gallego with us, and uh, I, I appreciate those comments. And it's, you know, it's funny, I, I've noticed on Twitter that uh, the Kerry Lake folks are putting out some th- things you said 12, 13, 14 years ago. Um, but as I read through them, it was just, you disagreed with policy. You disagreed with his with the things that he supported, which is fine. He's a Republican, you're a Democrat. Uh, but you were never personally insulting. You, you never said the things Kerry Lake said, and I think you just kind of reiterated that here. It, it's okay to disagree. It's not okay yeah, to be personal. Uh, 
it's absolutely it's absolutely okay. It's, it's okay for people to disagree. Look, I have you know being a marine, being enlisted marine. I have you know majority of my marine buddies are you know, Trump supporters, they're Republicans um, or conservatives. And uh, if I was going to take everything personal in politics uh, or they would, we would never see each other. We would never have our families, um, you know, meeting up, we never have a reunion. So um, I just think that we have to recognize that sometimes we are just going to have to agree to disagree, but you could still be friends. It's okay for Democrats to have Republican friends and Republicans to have Democratic friends and overall just be good Arizonans. It, you know, it's funny you say that. I, I say that all the time, and I have Republican and Democratic friends, and we're allowed to disagree. As, as long as we agree on the facts, we can have different opinions about those things, and it's refreshing to hear a politician say that, so I appreciate you saying that, too. Uh, Congressman Ruben Gallego, thanks for taking a few minutes with us today. Very much appreciate it, and I hope we can have you back on KTR soon. Yeah, please, please invite me. I really appreciate your time. All right. Thank you, uh, Congressman Gallego, with us here on KTR. All right, folks, uh, there you have it. Uh, we, we've really covered the whole the whole gamut of the Senate race uh, in Arizona this uh, this week. And, uh, of course, stay tuned to KTR as we continue to cover all of the politics and election uh, news and, and uh, interviews throughout this uh, election year. I'm Barry Marks and in for Broomhead. Coming up, it's uh, Did You Hear This? We moved it. I didn't tell people. They must have been so surprised and upset. It's still happening. We're still going to do Did You Hear This? Stay tuned. It's right after the news. I'm Barry Marks and in for Broomhead. It's KTAR. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. All right, every day we bring you Did You Hear This? The biggest headlines of the day and some opinion. We'll have that for you right now. It's Did You Hear This? Did you hear this? Broomhead's reaction to the hottest news stories. New polling is out from Noble Predictive Insights, showing Gallego up almost 10 points in a head-to-head against Carrie Lake. But if Cinema enters the race, who she pulls votes from is quite interesting. When you add Cinema though, into the mix, and let's say it goes to three-way, Gallego's lead actually plummets, dropping to only three percentage points. So it's actually a closer contest with uh, Cinema in the race uh, than it would with her not being in the race. The deadline is fast approaching. Will she run? And if she doesn't, what happens to her cash on hand? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> she's got about $10 million it's, it's cash on hand. So I, I think it's, first of all, very interesting in this poll that uh, if Kirsten Sinema runs, she pulls more votes from the Democrat than the Republican, which is interesting because most folks I hear from are Republicans who are saying they'd love to vote for Kirsten Sinema because they like that she's governed. They like some of the stuff she's done from a business perspective, uh, but still would pull votes from the Democrat. Not enough to win, uh, still comes in a distant third. So is, is she going to run? I don't think so. Uh, she she hasn't she has not filed even uh, or gotten even one of the forty two thousand signatures she needs to get to run, and she has to have them in by April first. Uh, she doesn't have a campaign manager. She hasn't done the things that uh, that you would do if you're going to run. So my guess is no, and I, I think she can keep that ten million dollars uh, in her account and use it to help other politicians or whatever she wants. <laughs> Maricopa County Attorney Rachel Mitchell joins you this morning on her decision to not extradite a subject to Manhattan right now. She did say she will eventually and gave a reason why she wants Maricopa to go first. The other thing is, while the other state would not have to necessarily honor our bond amount, and of course our bond amount here is that he cannot bond out. Um, There's no amount of money, but they have to honor the fact that he is sentenced to prison. And so we're going to ensure that it is honored that he is kept in custody and that's one of the reasons we're going first sounds reasonable right 
Yeah, it, it does. Look, normally if it's a murder charge somewhere, I think oftentimes uh, the, the person's going to be extradited and deal with the higher crime first. Here it's two attempted murder charges, so it's also a pretty big crime, and that's what the county attorney was telling us. Uh, th- this isn't just some panty ante stuff. This is real stuff. So uh, I, I think, look, she, he's going to be prosecuted here. Hopefully, if, if it's true, he'll be convicted, and then he'll be extradited to New York to face those murder charges. Uh, but I, I look, Rachel Mitchell's doing what she think is, thinks is right for the victims here and for the people of Maricopa County, and, and that's what she normally does. All right, it's Did You Hear This? We bring you the top headlines of the day. Uh, What's next? Yale has decided to reinstate SATs, and ABC's Brian Clark has more. Yale says it's reevaluated its test-optional admissions policy that began during the pandemic. The Ivy League school says it realized this policy could inadvertently disadvantage students from low-income, first-generation, or rural backgrounds. Yale is once again going to require scores, but is allowing applicants to submit their advanced placement or international baccalaureate scores instead of the SAT or ACT. Is standardized testing a good or bad practice? Well, I think this is funny that Yale and a bunch of the other big colleges said, hey, we're not going to look at these these uh, standardized tests anymore because they thought it provided a huge advantage to wealthier people who could pay for test prep and stuff like that. And then guess what? It didn't. Nope. It was actually providing an advantage to lower income kids who are coming from maybe not the best schools, but they're smart and they're doing well on these standardized tests. So it's, uh, it's fascinating. So now they have to reverse course because really that was the whole idea was how we uh, figure out a way to get more minority students in uh, without saying we're getting more minority students in. I have no problem with the diverse class. I think it's great. Uh, It should be equal opportunity. And the reason these tests are good is it's it's supposedly going to show the likelihood of success at college. Look, it should be a meritocracy. It should be the best kids get into the best schools based on themselves. I say this all the time. Uh, You you don't see the college basketball teams bringing on a bunch of five, six white guys, right? I mean, they're they're bringing in, they they don't diversify. They bring in the 12 best players or whatever it is yeah. uh, to play. Amazingly, when I was in college, nobody asked me to be on the basketball team, and as much as I wanted what? to. And and that's how this should be. It should be based on merit. There shouldn't be discrimination. Nobody should be discriminated against. We should all have the same opportunity, uh, but it's, it's funny to see Yale have to reverse itself because the outcome didn't quite work out the way they hoped. There was more than 70,000 cell phone outages this morning, and it's raising some questions. We return to our friend Brian Clark. Question now is what caused the problem. Two sources briefed on the situation tell ABC News that the FBI and DHS are among the federal agencies trying to determine if the outages were the result of a malfunction or something more malicious like a cyber attack or hack. So a harmless outage or evil attack. Well, boy, I, I hope it was a harmless outage because if if somebody has figured out how to hack in and turn off our cell phones, forget We're about doomed. forget about the national security implications. My goodness, people will be running around in the walls. They won't know what to do with themselves. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, it wasn't that many years ago that people walked around and talked to each other and looked up and had lunch with their friends, and and yeah. now you just stare at that memorized phone, phone numbers. Oh, I used to do. I had every number memorized. Yeah, me I just, too. I just always had that, and now you don't have to anymore. But boy, oh boy, things have changed. I I hope to, I hope that was just a. An, a mistake and it's not something uh, that's the that's the big worry right we just learned also today China has this entire giant hacking operation it's right. been proven now uh, boy if they could hack in and do something like that that's bad news for the United States and the rest of the world mm-hmm.
All right, there you have it. Did you hear this? Well, uh, well done, and uh, thank you very much for that. Uh, by the way, the three, uh, the M3F Music Festival is heading to Steel Indian School Park March 1st and 2nd. 100% of all profits from this music festival go to various charities throughout the Valley. Limited tickets are still available for purchase, and you can get, uh, you can win a pair uh, right now by visiting the contest page at KTR.com. So check that out. Uh, coming up, we'll talk about the big story of the day. It's the Senate race here in Arizona. Uh, the polling is out. It's going to shock you. Very, very surprising how this polling came out today. And we'll talk about what's next uh, in this election season here in Arizona. I'm Barry Markson in for Broomhead. Stay with us, folks. It's KTAR. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Hey, NASCAR returns to Phoenix, uh, Phoenix Raceway March 9th through the 11th for the Shriners Children's 500. Uh, get ready for a thrilling experience as NASCAR heads west as drivers like Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott take on the Desert Jewel. For your chance to experience this, <laughs> for your chance to experience this, Head to the contest page at KTR.com uh, for your chance to win tickets. Hey, I'm Barry Markson in for Broomhead. Thanks for joining us today. Mike's back uh, on the program tomorrow, but I appreciate you being with us today. Uh, no question, the big story uh, uh, today, we talked about two big stories, really. One is Rachel Mitchell, our county attorney, uh, telling New York City, telling the DA there, Alvin Bragg, you know, hey, uh, we're going to we're gonna charge and prosecute uh, this guy here for attempted murder. We have him here. He just stabbed two of our citizens, and we're going to keep him and not send him to, to New York first. Uh, even though he's facing murder charges there, but we'll send him afterwards. And uh, we had Rachel Mitchell on the show uh, this morning, and you can check that out on the podcast uh, on the on the app or on KTR.com and hear what Rachel Mitchell had to say about that and and, uh, and, and why she's doing that. And also, uh, talking about uh, the Senate race here in Arizona, new polling out by Noble Predictive Insights and also uh, by Emerson College, and it's, it's really quite stunning. It's showing in a head-to-head race, which is where I think we're going to end up, uh, in a head-to-head race between Ruben Gaia and Kerry Lake, uh, Gallego is up 10 points in one poll and seven points in another poll. And uh, when you see two polls like that with relatively similar numbers, uh, you have to start to wonder what's going on. And I think Kerry Lake has seen that. I think she saw this already with internal polling. Uh, and she came on the air with us on Monday. And uh, you could hear the difference. I mean, people who listen to that interview uh, with Kerry on Monday. And by the way, you can get that interview on KTR.com. Go to the uh, Outspoken podcast page back to Monday, and it'll be right there for you. Uh, she came on with us for 22 minutes, and I gave her a lot of credit. She, she came on. Uh, you know, she knows I'm, I'm on Twitter uh, talking about Carrie Lake quite a bit at Barry Marks and one, and she came on. I gave her credit, but at the same time, uh, it, was a, it was a different Carrie Lake we heard. Um, She's obviously trying to moderate herself. She's trying to talk in a different way. She's she suddenly became pro-choice, which was stunning <laughs> to me. I mean, I asked her about abortion. Uh, this was a person who, uh, you know, up until a few weeks ago was uh, her, her stated position on abortion was she wanted it banned. Uh, she wanted no abortions in Arizona. She supported the pre-statehood ban uh, on abortions. And it was a felony for a doctor or anyone else to help a woman get abortion. That was Carrie Lake's position. She was completely anti-abortion. And on Monday, she told us, uh, no, I'm OK with the 15 weeks and and if the people of Arizona want to make it 20 or 22 weeks like it was under Roe v. Wade, I'm, I'm okay with that too. I'm okay with whatever Arizonans want and I, you can decide whether or not you want to believe that, <laughs> that she just completely changed over from so uh, anti-abortion to, to pro-choice in essence that quickly, but but that's what she said. And uh, the other the other big part that made news, uh, there were two parts. One, uh, she I asked her, I asked her three times, uh, tell us how the, how the election was stolen and who did it? How did it happen? And Carrie Lake had no problem uh, 
for the last two years telling telling us how, and certainly the last year, how Stephen Richer and Maricopa County and how they had stolen the election from her and corruption and fraud and all these other things. She was saying that constantly. That's her brand. And she's still saying it. She has, still has pending lawsuits. She just filed a new one a few weeks ago. Uh, but when I asked her that question three times, uh, she didn't answer it. Uh, she doesn't have an answer. And she finally said, I don't know. And the answer is uh, she has no evidence of fraud. She has no evidence of, of ballot stuffing. Uh, we know now that the, the 2000 mules and the true to vote people, they were they were saying things that weren't true, that they had no support for their allegations of ballot stuffing at those drop boxes. How do we know? Because in a court of law uh, where there's a lawsuit pending, they did not, could not produce any evidence, any information that supported what they said, and they admitted it. They had to admit it in court. I, I always say this, uh, I say it on Twitter all the time at Barry Marks and One, uh, but a court of law is where conspiracy theories go to die. You can you can have a conspiracy theory all the time in your normal life and on social media and on interviews and anywhere else, but when you get to court, when there's a lawsuit pending, uh, there's things you have to show. You can't just keep making allegations that are baseless and without any evidence. You have to show the evidence, and if you don't, you lose. It's it's really that simple. And once again, that conspiracy theory of 2,000 mules, that uh, all those mules were carrying ballots and stuffing those drop boxes, it's just entirely false. They Not only did they not show enough evidence to change the election, they showed no evidence. I, I can't stress this enough. The 2,000 mules movie was completely BS. Excuse my my initials. It it truly is, and and I know that's hard for people to believe because Carrie Lake and others have been telling you it's the truth for so long. It's not, and we know that now because the people, the truth of vote people, the people who produced the movie themselves admitted it in court. I, I don't know what else to say. If you're not going to believe your the people you were hearing and listening to before telling you that no, we were wrong, we don't have the evidence, it's not true. If you're not going to believe them. I don't know what to tell you, but that's the world we're living in. So Carrie Lake acknowledged to us on Monday that there's no uh, there's no evidence. There's nothing that she has that she can tell us how the election was stolen from her in 2022 because the the, the, the evidence doesn't exist because it wasn't stolen. And, and that's the point to get across. But Carrie Lake is trying to change her positions on things and uh, because she recognizes now from this polling uh, that hating on the McCain's and the McCain supporters and telling them not to vote for her and that get the heck out. She's going to lose the election, and she knows it now, and she's going to try to say things differently. We'll see if people believe her, but, boy, she's down 10 points. That is that is incredible to see that in Arizona, which leans Republican. Uh, if you just show up with a generic Republican and a generic Democrat in a statewide vote in Arizona, the Republican wins. <laughs> that's that's how it works. So you have to be, have to be a Republican that the folks don't like. Uh, to really lose an election and certainly by 10 points. So that was uh, that was the news of the day. Stay with KTR all day today. Uh, we'll have a news expansion coming up, 15 minutes of commercial free news with Jeff Munn in just a moment. And then uh, don't forget the new uh, the new schedule this afternoon, the Chris and Joe show, 2 to 4. Then, of course, Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos, 4 till 7. Uh, until then, I'm Barry Markson in for Broomhead. Have a great Thursday, everybody. It's KTAR.